Thank you for listening to the Pentecostals of Bossier City Sermon Podcast. For more information, including our live webcast schedules, please visit www.pobc.cc. Praise the living God. Such a wonderful move of the Spirit. Delighted to be with you today. Feel the presence of the Lord in this place. Excited about what God is going to do. My name is Joe Campatella. I'm from Bellevue, Florida. And I know there's a customary checking out period of the new guy whenever he preaches. So I'll try to get the uh, niceties up front real quick so we can just have a move of God. Hallelujah. I'm delighted to be here. I love your pastor. There's such a special flow of the Spirit through his life that the entire movement can't get enough of, obviously. And I'm just delighted to be here. God bless you. John chapter 7 and verse 37. And then after that, Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. Praise God. John 7, 37, in the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, if any man thirsts, let him come. Everybody say, let him come. Look at your neighbor and say, you got to go. Let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, very familiar passage of scripture. Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and ye shall receive, everybody say receive, the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off even as many as the Lord our God shall call. One more passage of scripture, Matthew chapter 21 and verse 22. Jesus said, and all things, everybody say all things. And all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing, ye shall receive. Everybody say receive. I want to talk to you for a few minutes this morning on this topic. How to move from believer to receiver. How to move from believer to receiver. Let's lift our hands and ask God to do exactly what he wants to do. Father, we love you. Thank you for the privilege to be in your presence this morning by the authority of the word of God, by the power of the name Jesus. I bind every spirit that is contrary to the work of the Lord. I pray that every eye would see and every ear would hear what thus saith the Lord. I pray that the anointing of the Holy Ghost would destroy every yoke. I loose the gift of faith in this place this morning. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. And everybody said in Jesus' name. Would you clap your hands one more time and let's praise God together before we're seated with a lifted voice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Give somebody a high five. Tell them they're awesome and you can be seated. Pentecostals are peculiar compared to other denominations. If this is your first time in a Pentecostal church, you have probably noticed some different things, hopefully, that you don't see in most churches. 
We're a little bit more wild than most churches. Um, We like to be extravagant in our worship. And guests can sometimes be taken aback. I've seen people that come in for the first time, and they're okay until the music starts. And then somebody starts running, and nobody's chasing them. And over there, somebody's crying, and over there, somebody's laughing, and it's all at the same time. And people are speaking in funny languages, shouting out spontaneously. It can be overwhelming for somebody that's new to that. I had the privilege to preach in a Methodist church several years ago, and Methodist folks don't act like Pentecostals, um, at least this church that I was preaching in. And the pastor had received the revelation of the oneness of God, of Jesus' name, baptism, Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. And he called my bishop, Brother Varnum, to come preach. And so bishop calls me. He said, Joey, let's go. You come with me and pray him through and work the altar, and we'll, we'll see what God will do. And so I'm sitting on the front row in this Methodist church, and my pastor says something to the effect of, Jesus wants to set you free. And I said, Amen. And I looked behind me, and everybody was looking at me. And several faces were in shock. Several mouths were open in utter horror that I had screamed in the middle of the service, amen. And so I told myself, I said, you got to calm down. This is not a Pentecostal church. you got to remember where you're at, and uh, don't scare people. And so I forgot that conversation. And about five minutes later, pastor said, Jesus is going to wash your sins away. And I said, hallelujah. And and I couldn't help myself. When When you're filled with the Holy Ghost, it's hard to sit there and be quiet when the truth is being preached. And if you can sit there and you're full of the Holy Ghost, if you can sit there and be quiet, you need to check your Holy Ghost meter. Anyway, I shouted hallelujah and I I turned around and a gentleman, a Methodist gentleman behind me stood up and he looked at me and he said, hallelujah. And he started clapping moderately, moderately and modestly clapping. And his wife sitting next to him, not to be outdone, stood up next to him and said, well, hallelujah. And we had two clappers in the audience besides me. And that night, two Methodist folks came to the front and received the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of talking in tongues. That was Wednesday night. Thursday night, there was a little bit more of a flow happening in the service. People were saying amen, and they were, they were congratulating themselves because they were doing it at the right moment. And, and I remember people giving each other high fives. They say, amen, amen, yeah. And at the end of the service, we had eight Methodist folks come up to the front and receive the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And then Friday night, it was on. Now, they were singing old songs, and they had an old clunky piano. It was just an old country country church. I think there may be 40 people in it. But they were singing songs like, in the sweet by and by. But it wouldn't be like a Pentecostal sings it. It was very mournful. It was almost depression. And, and, but, 
in spite of it all, there were some Methodist folks that decided they were not going to be contained behind the pew any longer. And I remember one of them grabbed another one's arm, and they got out and started juking to in the sweet by and by. In the sweet. This was about it, folks, right here. By and by. But for them, it was a whole nother level. And people got out of their pews. They were hugging each other. And by the end of that service, we had 12 more Methodist folks come to the front and receive the Holy Ghost with the evidence of talking in tongues. What happened? They learned how to move from just saying you're a believer to actually receiving the power of God. God told me. He showed me what was happening. He said on Wednesday night they were Methodist. On Thursday night they became non-denominational. On Friday night, they became Pentecostal. We had a man come up. His name was Fred. Fred had a, an accident in the military, and he could not hear out of his ear. He came up, and he, I said, if anybody needs healing, come to the front. Fred came to the front, and, and he said, I'm deaf in my ear. And so he lifted his hands. It was no emotion. There was no extravagance. It was just obedience to the word of God. He lifted his hand, and the Holy Ghost came on him, and he just started crying. And he said, my ear, I can hear. It just popped open. I can hear. And his wife screamed. She said, I don't believe it. And she came up to the right side of his head and started whispering in his previously deaf ear. And he told her what she had whispered. And she said, ah, great. There goes all the secrets on the right side of his head. God took that little Methodist church from just saying they believe. Folks, there's an entire world of Christianity that come to church and they say, I'm a believer, yet they leave the same way they've come. They leave with the same chains on their life that they were bound by when they walked in the door. But let me tell you what's here today. You don't have to leave just saying, I'm a believer. You can leave saying, I am a receiver. I believe in the promise of God. I have experienced the power I've got for my life. Well, if you believe it, why don't you lift your voice and say hallelujah. Woo. The devil has created an entire culture of Christian people that come to church and say they believe. But they don't experience nothing. We used to be called holy rollers. Now, I, I, I just got to introduce myself. I am not a sermon preacher. I hope I don't offend anybody, but I'm leaving Monday, so I'm very bold. We used to be called holy rollers. Anybody remember that? I don't, I, maybe this is a holy rolling church. I don't know. We'll find out. Hallelujah. But, but something has happened. I think a lot of churches have to be called head nodders. I, I, my, my elders, my elders' elders, Bishop Varnum and his, his pastor and their, his wife, when they came to church, it was Brother and Sister Daniels. When they came to church, Sister Daniels would look at Brother Daniels and say, well, well, Daddy, if I get in the spirit first, you better hold my kids. And she would look at Daddy and, say, and, and he would look at her and say, Mama, well, that's good. I'll hold the kids. But if I get in the spirit first, you're going to have to hold the kids. Why? Because getting in the spirit was more than just sitting on a pew, folks. 
Getting in the spirit was letting it all fly. I'm going to let the Holy Ghost come on me and do whatever he wants to do. It's holy. It's apostolic power. We are receivers of the power of the Holy Ghost. We don't just say that we believe something comes inside of us. There is a power from another world that we open ourselves to. And the demonstration of the spirit is made available for people who receive. I was preaching in a church. This was in, in Wisconsin. And I had prayed that morning. I said, God, I have seen many miracles. I've seen blind eyes open. I've seen deaf ears unstopped. I've seen people healed in many different things, but I've never seen the physical world altered in front of my face. I want to see that kind of a miracle. So we had Sunday morning church. People got the Holy Ghost. People got baptized. And then Sunday night, the Holy Ghost fell, and I was praying in the altar for somebody, and I felt a tap on my shoulder And an elderly lady grabbed me and she said, hey, there's a woman back here who has cancer. She wants you to pray for her. And I said, just one second. My hand's over here working. And she's pulling on my arm. Just give me one second. I'm going to finish praying for this guy. And so I turned back around. And this precious elderly lady grabbed me by my arm and began to escort me against my will. And took me to about right there in the middle section. And, and I walked up, and the lady was wearing white pants, and she had on a white blouse. She, I don't think she'd ever been in the church before. And, and her pants were lifted up kind of high. And I walked up to her, and I said, what, what do you need, ma'am? And she said, I have a cancerous tumor right here. And she showed me the pants were pulled up over that tumor. The pants were too big for her body, but big enough to go over the top of that tumor. And she said, the doctor, she started crying. She said, the doctor said, it's bad. I'm in so much trouble. It's life-threatening. I need a miracle from God. And so we prayed for her in that moment and said, in the name of Jesus Christ, we rebuke this cancer from your body. And she just kind of cried gently, and so I left it at that. God bless you, in Jesus' name, walked away. And then I heard a blood-curdling scream. And I turned around, and this lady had fallen back in her seat and was screaming to the top of her lungs, it's gone. It's gone. Now, she's not Pentecostal, but when you become a receiver, everybody's going to know it. You can be quiet if you're just a believer, but if you become a receiver, everybody around you is going to know you are a receiver. Hallelujah. Shalabahatalamahaya. Ah. She was screaming to the top of her lungs. She was hitting people, bouncing back more. She stood back up and she said, she got real honest. She said, I can't believe it. It's gone. And her pants started falling down. Because the tumor wasn't there to hold them up anymore, folks. Something is supposed to happen if you say you are a believer. Don't be cheated out of what God has for you. Don't be shortchanged. If you say you're a believer, you can receive everything, everything you need from God. You don't have to leave here the same way that you came. God's got something for you. Oh, lift your hands to the Lord and let your voice out for a moment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
what, what causes people to go from believer to receiver? What causes that transition? Aggression. Faith. Action. I got four kids now. I, I just had, we just had our first daughter after three boys. Mike is the middle. Got David's five. Mike is four. Benjamin's two. Isabella, seven weeks yesterday. Thank you. Thank you very much. She's the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. But Benjamin, when he was about six months old, we taught him something very important. Benjamin, it's time to eat. Open your mouth and say, ah. And little Benjamin would say, ah. And my wife and I are always in here genius. This kid is a genius. He is so smart. Yes. And when he would brush his teeth, say, Benjamin, it's time to brush your teeth. Open your mouth and say, ah. Ah. We'd praise him. Well, imagine if I went to the table and it's dinner time. My wife had prepared dinner. And everybody's sitting there. with I'm, I'm with all the kids. And I sit there and say, it's time to eat. Let's pray for our food. And I just sit there and say, ah. Appreciate all two of you laughing at my awesome jokes. My wife's going to say, boy, you're going to starve. You're an adult. You pick up the fork, pick up the spoon, pick up the knife, and feed yourself. And people, listen, I, I, I'm, I'm here to push you a little bit today, but people come to church, and the pastor's been studying and fasting and praying, and whoever's up there preaching been studying and fasting, and, and, and people come to church, and they just say, all right, pastor, all right, preacher. Once in a while, you get a head nod. Give me some more. It's like that old Bible song. If all the raindrops were lemon drops and gum drops, oh, what a rain that would be. Y'all do not know if y'all want to back me up anymore. I can see it. Standing outside with my mouth open wide. I knew some of you knew that. Y'all were being quiet. Ah, 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 if all. Listen, that is not how church works. You're going to have to engage yourself. And, and the problem is, is that we have a misunderstanding of the word receive. The word receive in, in our, our understanding is to passively take. If you receive a Christmas gift, you just hold out your hand and you, t- you grab it. You just passively receive it. But the word in the Greek is lambano. Lambano means to take. It means to take. If you believe that God has something for you, get up and take it. There's a, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence. The violent take it by four. There's something that has to rise up inside of you that says, I I know what the Bible says. The Bible says I can be healed. The Bible says I can be filled. The Bible says I can be delivered. I'm not leaving without it. I'm going to take the promise. Hallelujah. 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 You may be seated. One of the most incredible 
times of aggression. My, my wife and I, the day after we got married, we went on our honeymoon. And I was preaching a camp in Germany, and so we had our, our flights were paid for, but we found out it was cheaper to fly into Rome. We stayed there for nine days. Let me tell you something. We were not focused on soul winning or spiritual warfare. We were focused on smooching. Mm-hmm. Glory. So, next day, got married Friday or Saturday, I forget, somewhere around there. Next day, we're getting on the plane, and we're in the cheap seats. It's like 95Z. Walk to the back of the plane, and I sit next to this tall, blonde-haired, poofy-headed kid. Good-looking guy. Blue eyes. He's checking me out. I'm checking him out. We're going to be with each other for two and a half hours from Orlando to New Jersey, and then New Jersey to Rome. So we sit down, and I'm not focused on anything. I gave him a courtesy nod, and I turned to my wife, and we commenced smooching because we just got married last night. You understand what I'm saying? And we, we didn't smooch before that. It, we, we learned to smooch on each other, and it was just a wonderful new sensation, I must admit. And so we're going at it on the plane. Could care less about anybody. It's new love. We're grossing everybody out. And I could hear this guy next to me kind of starting to laugh a little bit. <laughs> and then he said, I looked at him, and I smiled. He said, he said, you guys really like each other. Yeah, yeah. I said, hey, where are you from? He said, I'm, I'm from Norway. I said, really? I said, what do you do? He said, I'm studying to be a Lutheran pastor. And my wife and I had been very aggressive. We just had an incredible revival on our college campus, baptizing all kinds of people, praying through the Holy Ghost. So we were ready to get this guy. And he's, he can't go anywhere for two and a half hours. He cannot go anywhere. And if he tries to, the flight attendants will make him come back. So... I began to talk to him. I said, hey, I said, have you ever been baptized? He said, of course, I've been baptized. I said, really, what did they say? He said, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, according to Matthew 28, 19. Really, that's awesome. I said, have you ever seen that nobody in Scripture, not one single person was ever baptized, and they said the titles Father, Son, and Holy Ghost? I explained Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 8, Acts chapter 10, Acts chapter 19, Acts chapter 22 and verse 16. The name of Jesus, the name of Jesus, calling on the name of Jesus. It was the name of the one who bears the titles, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. I said, listen, I'm a, I'm a man and I have several different titles. I'm a father, I'm a husband, and I'm a preacher. As a preacher, I preach to the people. When I go home with my wife, I do not preach to my wife. My ministry would be over, and so would my life. I begin to smooch my wife because I remove myself from the title evangelist, and I step into the title husband. I can only operate in one title at a time. And then when I'm with my boys, sometimes my boys need a pow-pow, and so I remove myself from the title husband, and then I operate in the title father, and I give my boys a pow-pow. And then when I go to church, I do not pow-pow, nor do I kiss the saints. Why? Because I have removed myself from the title father and husband, and I enter into the title evangelist. But Jesus cannot remove himself from anything and go anywhere else because he fills all space. He is omnipresent. Uh, how can he be the father and the son at the same time? Doesn't that contradict? Well, how can he be the alpha and the omega? 
How can he be the beginning and the end? It's not a contradiction. He doesn't remove himself from father to become son. He operates in all of these titles, uh, and he's got a lot more titles. He's the Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Ropha. He's the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star. He's the rose of Sharon, the fairest of 10,000. He's got a bunch of titles, uh, but he's only got one name, the name Jesus. I said, dude, you got to get baptized in the name of Jesus. And he said to me, I want to be rebaptized. Like, my God, have mercy. Normally, you got to give people the Greek and the Hebrew and 17 different commentaries and the lexicon. He wanted it. And so I'm like, well, I got another hour and a half. I said, have you ever received the Holy Ghost? He says, oh, yes, I, I have the Holy Ghost in my heart. I said, really, have you spoken in tongues? He said, no, I'm Lutheran. I said, well, everybody that got the Holy Ghost in Scripture, Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 8, Acts chapter 10, Acts chapter 19, the common evidence was an outward audible symbol. They spoke with tongues. Something they could see, something they could hear. They spoke with tongues. I said, you will receive the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues if you want it. And this guy, I showed him some scriptures, and he said, I want the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. I said, my God, have mercy. I said, when we get to New Jersey Airport, Newark Airport, we're going to baptize you in Jesus' name. We'll buy you a change of clothes, and we're going to pray you through to the Holy Ghost. We got off, looked around the airport. There's not a single drop of water anywhere. We would have baptized them in a retention pond. There was no water. And for about an hour, we looked around. He had picked up some clothing, bought some silkies, bought a sports shirt, and couldn't find any water. And I looked out the window and saw the Marriott Hotel. This kid's 18 years old from Norway. I said, hey, you want to come to the Marriott Hotel with us on our layover? And we'll baptize you in Jesus' name. And he said, absolutely. I want you to imagine him calling his mother at this moment. And saying, Mom, I'm headed to, a little sidetrack on the trip, I'm headed to a Marriott hotel with some complete strangers from America. They say they want to baptize me in water in Jesus' name. And then we're going to go back to the airport. Perhaps it doesn't have the same reaction with you as it would with his mom. Would be like, those are the serial killers I told you to avoid, son. Run, run for your life. Run for your life. Something got a hold of this kid. He realized it was more than just something you read about. You can experience the power of God for yourself. And he followed us to the Marriott. And when we walked in the, the lobby door, across the lobby, there's a big, beautiful indoor pool. And so the receptionist is there. And we're like, hey, good to see you again. And walk straight for the pool. And we were busted because you had to have a key. I didn't realize that you had to have a key to get in the pool. And so we went back to the counter and said, hey, can we use your pool? He wants to be baptized in Jesus' name. And she's like, no, you have to be a guest, sir, if you want to use the pool. I said, well, can we, can we buy a 10-minute pass to the pool? She said, no, you have to buy a full night uh, stay. I said, how much is it? She's like 170, 180 bucks. I said, I rebuke you in Jesus. No, I did not say that. I'm <laughs> we bought a room. Somehow we forgot about the pool. We bought a room, seventh floor. This kid followed us up to the seventh floor. I remember walking towards the room and thinking to myself, this guy's crazy. 
He is so aggressive. He is so hungry. What happened to this kid? Something touched his heart. Something got a hold of him that drew him from where he was to where God wanted him to go. And we took him in that hotel room and shut the door and filled that tub up and baptized him in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when he came up out of the water, the Holy Ghost came on him and he got the Holy Ghost talking in tongues. He moved from believer to receiver. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Aggression, hunger. Listen, if you're going to get what you need from God, you got to forget about everybody else around you. Don't, don't look at everybody that got a miracle in the New Testament. They had to step out of the crowd. You, you have to be willing to look like a fool. You can't be concerned what people think about you. This is between you and the Lord. Lift your hands. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. We're about to make a quick transition. I want you to lift your hands and let your voice out for a moment. Just let it flow. Let something flow out of your mouth. Open your mouth. Let something flow out. Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the living God. Just a little bit more. I feel something stirring right now. Just a little bit more. Just a little bit more. Ah, you prayer warriors, let your voice out for a moment. You intercessors, let your voice out for a moment. We were preaching at the college, teaching on this very thing, Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, and a psychology professor was sitting on the front row. And as I explained the scriptures that tongues will accompany the infilling of the Holy Ghost. She blurted out. You could tell when somebody doesn't like what you're saying because her, her hands were crossed. She's glaring at me the whole time. And finally she blurted out, I've never heard this in my life, in front of everybody. And I looked at her and I said, I'm, well, ma'am, I, I'm just showing you what the Scripture says. She said, you're saying I've never received the Holy Ghost because I've never spoken in tongues. I said, listen. The Bible is very clear. There's a difference between feeling Jesus around you and having Jesus step inside of your body. There's a big difference. And she said, well, I want the Holy Ghost. I said, well, you go home, you pray, and, and uh, God will fill you with the Holy Ghost. Just before you go to bed, lift your hands and say, I want it. If it's real, Jesus, fill me with the Holy Ghost. We had given out cards with our information on it. I got a, a text from her the next day. She said, Mr. Campatella, I prayed for the Holy Ghost, and I did not speak in tongues. What's going on? I said, well, just keep praying. You, you're just opening your spirit. It's new. You'll get the Holy Ghost. Keep trying. Pray again. Next day, I got an email. Mr. Campatella, I prayed again. I did not receive the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. What's happening? I said, listen, the Bible tells us that the Apostle Paul laid hands on the disciples. And when he did, the Holy Ghost flowed through him and came inside of them. And they received the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. I said, next time you're at school, take us to your office. You're going to get the Holy Ghost. 
So I'm teaching next week. She's sitting in the front row looking at her watch, tapping her foot. Couldn't wait for everything to get over so she could get to her office and receive the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. You want to talk about aggression, folks. We went to her office after the class. She took us in there, shut the door. It was about like a five-by-six cubicle, three college students and a professor. She said, what do I do? I said, sit down. We're going to repent right now. Sit in your seat. I want you to lift your hands and ask God to forgive you of all of your sins. And she lifted her hands and began to cry. And I am a Pentecostal preacher, and I saw her crying as she repented. And then I saw her lips begin to stammer. And I promise you, while her lips were stammering, I was not praying like this. Oh, Jesus. You're so close, Professor. Keep going forward. No, no. No, no. I'm a Pentecostal preacher. I said, ah, that's the Holy Ghost. You're about to get it right now. Speak it out. And everybody started going, and she's shaking, and she is right there. And the door burst open. The devil walked in in the form of two other professors. And they said, what are you doing? I was like a kid with my hand caught in the cookie jar. I was bent over. My hand was on her head. And I said, well, she wants the Holy Ghost. We're trying to pray her through to the Holy Ghost. She said, you're scaring the math students. I didn't realize it, but the walls were actually fake. They were those, like, partitions that they put up. And it was... It was actually connected to the entire math lab. So they heard us leading through repentance. They heard us yelling and screaming. We were disrupting the entire math lab, folks. And she said, you're freaking out the math students. You've got to go somewhere else and do this kind of stuff. So the professor, she said, I know what I'll do. I'll call my pastor. He'll let us come to the church and use the church. She called her pastor, picked up the phone. Now, we didn't hear his side. We just heard her side. She said, Pastor, I want to get the Holy Ghost. There's people trying to pray me through right now. I need to come to the church and get the Holy Ghost. And she just held, and then she got a sour look on her face. And she said, I never did like that church anyhow. (laughs) Before God, I lie not. And I said, listen, the UPCI campgrounds right down the road, about 15 minutes. You just hop in the car. And she, she interrupted everything, folks. She got in that little college kid junker, and we took her 15 minutes to the, the church. One of our young girls put her hands on psychology professor's head and prayed her through to the Holy Ghost. What happened? Her aggression, her hunger allowed her to move from just saying, I'm a believer, to being a receiver of the promise of God. What am I saying? You don't. Don't have to leave here the same way that you came. God's got something for you. Oh, lift your hands. Why don't you stand to your feet and let your voice out for a moment? Hallelujah. Woo! I want you to turn to four people, somebody in front of you, somebody behind you, to your left and to your right. Ask them this question, even if you already know the answer. Have you ever received the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues? Go ahead. Everybody should get asked. 
If you see somebody that has not been asked, I want you to ask him. And do not lie in church. Do not lie in church. Everybody should have been asked. If you weren't asked to be offended, be totally offended. And grab somebody and say, ask me the question. If they said, yes, I've already got it, look at them and point at them and say, you're about to get it again. If they said, no, I've never received the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues, I want you to look at them and say, would you please come up to the front with me right now so God can fill you with the Holy Ghost the evidence of speaking in tongues. Ask him right now. I don't know how many people. There may be one or 50. I don't know. Just ask him. Come up to the front. Come get the Holy Ghost. There it comes. There's, a, there's the icebreaker right there. That's what I'm talking about, girl. God's going to fill you up. Just come right on up. Just come right on up. That's it, young man. Just come up. Let's lift our hands because there's people in their heart, they're wrestling right now. Lift your hands and say, God, help us right now. If you want to be a part of what God's doing, get out of your seat right now and come to the front. Altar workers, prayer warriors, intercessors, come up to the front in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise God. Pray. That's it. Just come close, come close, come close. If you want the Holy Ghost, get as close as you possibly can to that altar. Get as close as you can. In the name of the Lord Jesus, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. While we're up here, I want you to lift your hands and begin to repent of your sins right now. Let your voice out. Let's repent of our sins right now. Jesus, forgive me of all of my sins. Jesus, wash my sins away right now. Forgive me of anything in my heart. That's contrary to your will. Make me clean. Make me whole. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I want to be clean. I want to be pure. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. That's it. I want you to repent. Just repent. Let's repent. God, forgive me of my sins. Wash me in the blood of the Lamb. Wash me in the blood of the Lamb. Change my mind. Change my spirit. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. I want you to hear me for a moment. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. If you're praying for somebody, just kind of focus on me for a second. We just repented of our sins. We've prepared our hearts to receive the Holy Ghost. Okay? We've prepared our hearts. God heard your prayer. In just a moment, I'm going to speak a word of faith. And the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost is going to come upon you. It's going to come on you. God's going to come on you. And at the end of that word of faith, I'm going to shout to the top of my lungs, hallelujah. I mean, I'm going to scream it. And I want you to scream it. I want you to scream hallelujah. And what that does is it releases your spirit in the presence of the Lord to receive the Holy Ghost. 
it opens up the channel of your spirit to receive that miracle. Okay? Don't worry about anybody. Look at your neighbor and say, don't worry about it. I'm going to be shouting with you. As soon as you shout hallelujah, you're going to feel something come into your mouth. You're going to feel a stutter. You're going to feel a trembling come upon your tongue. And it's like a baby's going to take over your language. You're going to start saying words you've never said in your life. You will not understand what you're saying. Let it go. Let it go. Let it out of your mouth. Don't worry about what it sounds like. That's the Holy Ghost taking over. Every hand lifted in this place right now. You altar workers that see people need the Holy Ghost, I think there's two people right here. Get ready to lay hands on them. When we shout hallelujah, everybody shout hallelujah and just start speaking in tongues. If you've got the Holy Ghost, God's going to fill this place. By the authority of the word of God, by the power of the name Jesus, receive the Holy Ghost now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah! There's one. There's one right there. They're getting the Holy Ghost. Just let it out. Let it out. Let it out.
Y'all got five more minutes to engage yourself right now. Any, any saints in this house? You got five more minutes to lift your voice. There's still a few people seeking for the Holy Ghost. This boy got it right here in the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, come on, engage yourself. Let the Holy Ghost flow out of you right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh,